Welcome to the EQFit Podcast. Our mission is to equip people to prosper in every aspect of their life. Whether you're at home or in the workplace, we explore practical ways of improving success, satisfaction, finding balance, and building enjoyable and beneficial relationships. Thank you for joining us. So today is one of those days where I'm recording this episode, and I'm really excited because I have found kind of a secret weapon, to be honest about it, for measuring what matters for leaders, for teams, and for entire organizations. And before you shut me down, which I'm sure you're probably rolling your eyes and going, oh my gosh, here's another assessment or... Here's somebody talking about something they think is fantastic. Well, let me tell you what I really mean by valuable when I talk about this assessment, uh, this set of assessments, actually, for leaders, for teams, and for organizations. Would you consider it valuable if it turned leaders around that were struggling and, and almost at a point of, of having to leave an organization? Would you consider it valuable if it took dysfunctional teams and turned them into highly functional teams? Would you consider it valuable if you could get insights into an organization that significantly increased engagement levels? And I mean truly increased engagement levels by significant percentages. That's what I'm talking about. And so I've been using this toolkit called the Vital Signs Toolkit from Six Seconds for many years. We all know what vital signs are, right? People in a hospital or in a doctor's office, they're getting their health checked on, many different monitors or testing going on, and that's vital signs. We're measuring the things that truly matter in somebody's health. What if we could do that? Measure what really matters for the health and vitality of a leader or a team or even an entire organization. Well, the good news is we can. So what should we measure if we're looking at the health and vitality of a a leader, a team, or an organization? Well, the measures would have to be drivers of success. Right. I think that makes sense. They would need to be measured in a way that allowed us to track progress over time. Again, I think that makes a lot of sense, right? The measures would need to directly lead to specific sets of outcomes. Because if we don't have an idea of the outcomes that we want or the goals that we're shooting for, then it doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? We would have to balance key areas like strategy and operations or people in the organization. The model would have to be consistent, but the outcomes for a leader or for a team or for an organization would really need to be different because they are different entities. The leader vital signs assessment would need to capture comments from participants. So think of a 360 kind of an assessment that looks at a leader's impact. The team vital signs measures would need to have a good dashboard 
that brought focus to critical areas. The organizational vital signs would have to be much more than any old climate survey. And I've seen many of those over the years. Huge big binders of information. And people get lost in all of the data. But where is the path forward? And that's what this toolkit has that others do not. This is not just a simple climate survey where, honest to goodness, I think they sell it by the pound because those binders look like they weigh a ton. The reality is this is actionable data. And that's the beauty of this set of tools. And by the way, they're highly validated. 15 years of validation, and I mean aggressive validation, and thousands of people going through this process. The beauty of all of this is that all of these measures are actionable data, and you're going to hear me use that term several times. If data isn't actionable, what good is it? I struggle with that, honestly. I don't know what you do with data that you have no path forward, where you don't know for sure what to do with that data. And I've had many people come to me and say, our engagement levels are at 18%. We need to be at 40%. How do we do that? It's not here in my climate survey. Well, of course it's not. They're not going to give you a path forward because several things. Number one, your organization is unique. And they're not going to put something out that is a cookie-cutter approach knowing that you have a unique organization. Second thing, you know, they don't want to put the work into customizing those surveys in a way that allows you a clear path forward. Yes, they will give you suggestions. Go back and look at your climate survey if you have one. They'll give you ideas and suggestions and recommendations. That's great. But what about the tools? What about the support? What about the way? Do you have a consultant that knows how to take that data and turn it into something highly effective for you and your organization? Probably not with most of these organizational climate survey organizations. So the good news is there's something better out there. These assessments do exist. They're actually assessments that have been out there for many years, highly validated and proven to give you actionable data. And let's talk about how this group of assessments for leaders, teams, and organizations differs from the rest that are out there. Number one, they're based in neuroscience. Number two, they're highly validated. Three, they provide insights you simply cannot get anywhere else. Four, they provide truly actionable data. Five, they don't just leave you at assessment data. They bring clarity and direction so you can create the best path forward. The next one, you can create developmental KPIs from the assessment data and the insights that you get. And those are notoriously hard to develop. When you think of developmental KPIs, it's not that easy to come up with those. 
But if you had really clear measures and numbers that you could track, that you could actually say, okay, we're going to move this from here to here in the next six to 12 months. That's the kind of thing you can do with this vital signs toolkit. They can only be provided by a certified vital signs consultant who will interpret the data and provide a path forward. Now that may sound like a drawback, but I'm telling you, and please hear my heart in this, if you're doing assessments without a certified professional assessment individual helping you, you take a lot of risk. And I know there, there's all kinds of free stuff out there. There's all kinds of stuff you can download. How valuable is your business to you? How much do you want to stay out of court? And I'm being very blunt and very transparent. There are many organizations out there selling their single assessment that they call the magic bullet and they're trying to convince everybody that's all you need. And it's highly validated and thousands of people have taken it and all of that. But is it really measuring what matters? Well, certainly not in this case because most of those assessments are personality-based. Yes, I have a bias. I am a purist when it comes to assessments. Use the right tool for the right use in the right project. I believe that, and I think most people believe that as well. Here's the last thing that differentiates these assessments from others. They are set up for all participants to have their input remain anonymous. That fosters open sharing and more transparency. And that is a critical element of these assessments. This is one of those times when I wish you could see what I'm looking at. Let's dive into the model, and I'll describe it the best that I can. There are five drivers of success. So think of four boxes with kind of a diamond in the middle. Each one of those is one of the five drivers of success. There's trust, which is right in the middle. Why? Because trust touches everything. If you don't have trust, it's going to be really hard to do any of these other success factors. And these are the same success factors, whether you're, it's for leaders, teams, or organizations. So trust, motivation, teamwork, execution, and change. Change is, for a leader, it's leading well through change. For teams and organizations, it's embracing change. So all of these drivers then have pulse points, like you take somebody's pulse. So for instance, I'll just take one, trust. What are the three pulse points for trust? Transparency, coherence, and care. And if you want more about that, Again, go to my YouTube video that explains the team vital signs in a video and you'll see how those really make a difference. And whether you understand what all of those things mean or not, you can certainly understand what trust is and what change is and what motivation is and what teamwork and execution are. So. Those are the five drivers of success. The assessments 
are even more valuable besides just measuring those things. They're even more valuable when you consider that the outcomes for a leader or for a team or for an organization are very specific to that entity. Outcomes we'll talk about here in a minute for leaders and for teams. I'm going to save the discussion about the organizational vital signs until later. I'm going to do that in a different episode. It really demands its own space. There there are so many things involved when you look at an organizational climate survey or in this case what I'm calling the vital signs of an organization. And I want to spend time on that specifically in a future episode. So why does this model and set of assessments work so well? Because they're focused on people and the way that people work. Six Seconds, the company that created these assessments, has a basically a tagline, a saying, emotions drive people, people drive performance. And I know that to be true. In the hundreds of companies I've worked with and thousands of people, I see this played out over and over and over every day. Emotions are neurotransmitters that give us messages. What we do with those messages is very critical to our outcomes. Research has proven that EQ, emotional intelligence, measures are the most predictive of success, far more predictive than IQ or personality. So how does this work? Well, in a leader, raising emotional intelligence raises leadership vitality. That's the energy that a leader has to get things done and to lead well, which engages people, raises engagement levels, and performance follows that. Increased performance follows that. So if we're looking at a team, it's pretty much the same with one small difference. Raising the emotional intelligence of a team and these assessments point to things that will help increase emotional intelligence in team members. Emotional intelligence raised in a team increases team vitality. That's the small difference. So the energy level goes up in the team. Their engagement levels go up. Therefore, their performance goes up. And I have a lot of people ask me, what about performance? Even though that's the last in the model here, it is the outcome. I think where most people start is looking at performance and is it good or is it bad? Is it where we want it or not? And how do we change something to make performance better? But they don't get to the root causes of what's creating the performance gaps or maybe even what's creating the great performance that a team or a leader has. And it's important to sustain those things. So as we think through this, it's really important to understand the leader, the team, the organization, by identifying areas of opportunity where we can dig in and really make improvements, that's what this is all about. And it doesn't leave anything unanswered. That's where most other assessments 
simply don't measure up. We're literally getting to the root causes of strengths and gaps and weaknesses and all kinds of other things that we see. And by the way, even if somebody's doing really well, a team, a leader, even an organization, we can all get better. Okay, we've hit the high-level stuff. Let's get deeper. Let's get to specifics. How about vital signs for leaders? What does that look like? Do you want to help a leader become better? Maybe that's you. Or maybe you're a leader of leaders and you're trying to grow your leadership bandwidth through your people, your direct reports. Or maybe you know somebody who's a leader and could use this kind of insight and help. If you really want to help a leader, they need a mirror to see how they're showing up as a leader to other people. And not just one or two other people, but different groups of people. For instance, direct reports, peers, others in an organization, supervisor or supervisors, maybe even clients. There are many different groups that could participate in a Leadership Vital Signs 360. And I'm sure you probably heard of 360 assessments. You get different groups of people to participate, as I've talked about. All of this is anonymous. Nobody's going to know who said what or who measured how. And that's important unless in the comments section you put your name in there. If you, if you do that, then obviously the leader's going to know who made that comment. But what makes the Leadership 360 Vital Signs Assessment so impactful is it's a combination of validated and proven questions combined with the ability for every participant to make a comment on every question. Now, let's add even more value to that. Let's make a really good mirror for this leader to look at and see what's inside of them and how they're showing up as a leader to other people. There is a open forum area where participants are asked to share with the leader what they would like to see them stop doing, start doing, or continue doing. The comments here are so important. They are a golden nugget kind of area of these assessments where are they all going to be great feedback? No, probably not. There's going to be a lot of, well, I don't know, or or not applicable, or there's going to be a lot of that. But if it's set up correctly, and again, this is only done through a certified vital signs consultant, a professional who has this certification. And believe me, I am one, and it took quite a while to get that certification. It was a lot of work. But it really needs to be facilitated in a way that makes sense. And frankly, in a way that protects everybody in the process. These are sensitive issues, right? Think of yourself as the person that is the leader that is having this feedback given to them. How do you want to get that feedback? Do you want a professional that's facilitating that and 
and helping you truly understand what the data is telling you and and what that looks like? Or do you want to just grab something online or something somebody sells you and says, oh, here's a 360, you ought to do this. And, and then you get all kinds of potential damage in so many different ways through a process that is not well-designed, well-validated, and facilitated by someone who truly knows what they're doing. Why is that important? Because this is people. This is people, people's lives and livelihood we're dealing with. So why should we do an assessment like this on leaders? Bottom line, we've already said, to help them understand how they're showing up as a leader and to give them insights that they may not have. We all have blind spots. That's just the truth. You know, I tease people at times about, you know, gosh, it's hard to be so good. You know, I'm real careful about saying perfect because pretty much, no, that's not true. But bottom line, as much as I tease, believe me, I have my own blind spots. We all do. But if a leader can see their blind spots through the eyes of other people in a respectful manner, in a psychologically safe environment, the value of that, I don't know that you can even measure the value of that. Because that then gives that leader the opportunity to really grow and develop their leadership in ways that never would have happened otherwise. We've talked about the five drivers of success for a leader. They're the same for leaders, teams, and organizations. So motivation, teamwork, execution, change, which for a leader is leading well through change, and trust, trust building. Here's the four outcomes for a leader. Influence, building strong relationships to engage people. Efficacy, which is generating useful results. Design, which is managing a smooth workflow with and through other people. And direction, setting a viable, powerful vision. Those are the four outcomes, and those are pretty good outcomes for a leader. Those are things I think that really do matter. And the whole point of this toolkit, these assessments, especially as we're talking about this 360 for the leader, let's measure what matters. Let's truly measure the things that matter. So taking a combination of neuroscience, which is emotional intelligence, and input from people and comments from people that are experiencing this leader on a day-to-day basis, when you combine all of that stuff together, you just can't get that kind of input anywhere else. You cannot get that kind of insight and information from any other assessment that's out there. And for leaders that truly will engage with this process, and it is a choice, they can take the feedback and do something amazing with it. And I've seen it. I have seen leaders completely change their leadership success through taking this information, working with me, and finding the right path forward. Isn't that what we want for everybody? So let's spend a minute on the vital signs for teams. Okay, team vital signs 
is very similar to the LVS 360. The drivers are the same, same five drivers of success, trust, motivation, teamwork, execution, change. But it has four different outcomes, sustainability, satisfaction, results, and agility. Well, that makes sense, doesn't it? If we're thinking about a team, we want to know how sustainable is their effort, how satisfied are they as a team, how about their ability to get results, and how agile are they? If you want a competitive advantage in the marketplace, it's going to come through people. That's your competitive advantage. The more you can understand what's going on for people and for teams and then do something about it, the better competitive advantage you're going to create for yourself in the marketplace. So there are so many measures on this team vital signs. I'm looking at the dashboard off of a sample report. So you've got the the success drivers. We've talked about those, the five of those. But then you also have an engagement measure. How engaged, uh, what percentages are there? So for instance, the one I'm looking at, and this is kind of sad, the one I'm looking at, 0% are engaged, 11% of the members are neutral, and 89% are disengaged. That's not good, (laughs) obviously. The next thing is the outcome measures. And then there's a team orientation. What kind of team is it? And there's a whole body of work behind that to explain how the team approaches certain things. What kind of a team is it? And how do they get things done? Then there's pulse points for the team. We've talked about pulse points before in the overall model, but now they're actually listed in in the order at which this team practices them, from the most practiced and the strongest to the weakest, or those who are least practiced. And then even more value comes when you look at a graph that measures strength against cohesion. And I'm not going to try and get into all of that. Again, go to the YouTube channel, look at the video where I take a a long time really to describe uh, this assessment, this team vital signs assessment that I think is so helpful. Again, Six Seconds is the organization that has developed this. There's just so many great measures to look at when we look at this Team Vital Signs report, again, I'm going to stress, this can only be implemented by a Vital Signs certified consultant. And you want that because you want the knowledge and experience and insights that help you to understand what this data is telling you. And even more importantly, What can you do with it going forward? Those are critical elements of any assessment. If you're using assessments right now, but they're not giving you actionable data and you're not getting the kinds of insights and information you need, or you're trying to do something with them that they're just not designed to do, go talk to somebody like me who who does this for a living who's a certified assessment professional, 
and I'm certified in many, many, many different types of assessments because I believe in a holistic approach to assessments, not just, oh, I'm, I'm all about this one personality assessment. And of course, they all say they're different and they all say they're magic bullet, which they're not, but that's what they have to sell. So that's what you're going to hear. If you really want to use assessments in a way that give you deep insights and actionable data, then I th- there's a pathway for that. And maybe it's not for you, but maybe it is. And I would be happy to have that conversation. So what, what could you do with a report like this? I think that's a great question, right? Now, the other side of that coin is, what if you don't have that information? What's the cost of not having that kind of information. And most organizations don't on their leaders or their teams. And I think that's where if you really want a competitive advantage, if you want to invest in people, if you want to invest in growth and development and uh, and creating agility and resilience and that competitive advantage we talked about, this is the way you do it. You start with good data. You know, there's a term that I use, and again, I know it may sound a little bit over the top, but when you consider what's at stake, I think it's a reasonable statement. When you're making decisions about people's lives and livelihood, assess, don't guess. Thank you for joining us for this episode. If you have any questions about this week's episode or maybe a suggestion for future episodes you'd like us to explore, please contact us through our website at eqfit.org. For more information and inspiration, connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube at EQFit.